Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. <laughs> All right, here we are, episode 101. So this is our first post-episode 100 episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a post-Malone. No. Post- it's not a Carl Malone. No. No, not a Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no post Malone, no Carl Malone. So if if you're looking for the post Malone slash Carl Malone podcast, this is not the right place. But stick around. You might still really like this one. Yeah, (laughs) I think you will. I'm so excited about this one. I know I say that about everyone, but I really love the idea of this month of what we're doing and this is one of my top 10 movies of all time so yeah so what what are we doing this month val so we are headed into spring and spring means change and renewal and all of the sunshine and happiness so we figured we would do the same with movies what movies kind of have some change um and make you feel really really happy and the first one we're going to do is chef because if you've ever seen the movie Chef, he definitely has kind of a big um, change about himself in this movie that he has to make pretty drastically. And watching this movie not only makes me super happy, but super hungry. So if you yes. haven't seen it yet, make sure that you have some snacks handy or that you watch it in the kitchen so mm-hmm. that you can. <laughs> or do what I do and eat before. Because then you can enjoy it more and you you don't feel guilty about what you're snacking or eating because you're not eating what's on the screen. Oh, see, I've seen it enough. Now I make like my chef meals. Oh. And I just have it. And as they're eating, I'm like. <laughs> except, <laughs> except for when I watched it last night in bed, I did the pre-eating and I mm. relaxed. But this, I discovered this movie, I think about, I want to say maybe four years ago. And I think we're all big John Favreau fans. Mm-hmm. And John Favreau is an actor, director, producer, writer. And this movie, he not only directs it um, and helps write it, but he also stars in it, which is really great. And it's, I think, a different side of him than we've seen. It's not him as happy. It's, you know, it's not him in Swingers, if you've seen Swingers. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But I just really love this movie because his character really does go through a transformation. He plays a chef um, and he's the ex-husband of um, Sophia Varga, Sophia Varga, which to me is I just want to see the prequel where they actually start dating and she thinks this is a good idea. Like mm-hmm. I, she her character in it in itself is really fun in this movie. She's fun. And I yeah. think you can tell that he cast a lot of people that he really loves. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're all having a really good time making this film. You have Sophia Varga. You have uh, John Leguizamo, who I love. Yeah. Out of the park. Um, yeah. And then the other guy in the kitchen who is now in a new movie that is on Netflix. Um, and he plays a bad guy in a whole bunch of movies, but what's his name? Yeah. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. I'm, I'm pulling it up right okay, now. Okay. Thank you for so. pulling it up. Well, then you've also, got, you've also got Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett well, I was, Johansson. Yes. 
spoiler alert, oh, there are some sorry. Avengers in this movie, sorry. which is really fun because he's also kind of dating Scarlett Johansson's character in this movie. And yeah. Sophia Bagara's ex other ex-husband is Robert Downey Jr. And so it's this like weird like love triangle thing, which is really fun. Well, and the the guy you're thinking of, uh, Bobby Cannavale. Yes. Who who plays Tony and is in Ant-Man. He yes, plays he is in right. Ant-Man as the bad guy. Well, he's not the bad guy. At, in the first one, he is because he's the new husband. Well, yeah, but he's like, <laughs> but he's not a bad guy. He's no, a good guy. And not, especially like, in the second one, he's he much said he more was a bad guy. One, he is, but like the first one, he's kind of like she said he was yeah. a bad guy, not a villain. Yeah. But he wasn't a bad guy either. He wasn't a villain or a bad guy. He was a he was a he cop. was an innocent bystander who is kind Listen, of a, he's he's the stepdad trying choices. to he makes bad choices in the first one. Um, I'm just, he's fine. He's fine. But um, there. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is kind of like the Avengers do a cooking show is what Chef is <laughs> when you look at the cast. And we know Vision loves to cook, so that would work. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in, I wanted to say he's in a movie called Thunder Force. Um, oh, yes. The new one that oh, just came that out. just came out on Netflix. Netflix, which I gave that movie um, a B minus. Yeah. Um, and he's a bad guy in that movie. And I would say he does really great. And Octavia Spencer does really great. Um, and I wanted to like Melissa McCarthy more. Um, but I kind of feel like I got from her everything that I usually get from her. Mm -hmm. Um, there were some really funny moments, but there were, it was also just like a lot of slaps, too much slapstick for me. Um, mm -hmm. but I was nice to see kind of a mockumentary, um, of a superhero movie because everybody's been taking superheroes so serious lately with like the Snyder yes. cut and like all these things that it was nice to just like take something and just have fun with it. But there, there were a lot of things I was just kind of like, okay. And then there were a lot of things where I was like, that was really funny. So. My grade for that was a B minus. Yeah. It, the cast in this is really good though. And chef, I really appreciated um, John Linguizamo is really, really good as Marty in this, like really yeah. good. And I'm not typically a huge John Linguizamo fan, mm. but in this, it's just the right amount of, of him in the film. And I think he does a great job. Well, and I love the guy who plays the critic. What's his name? He is. Oh my gosh. Oliver my Platt, favorite. I think Oliver, Oliver Platt, Platt is so much fun. I love him in everything he's ever he's been one in. One of my favorite to actors. Me, yeah. To me, like I, I've had a little crush on him since he was in the three Musketeers mm -hmm. mm. and I just think he is funny and sexy. And then he's in this movie as this, as this food critic and him and like his relationship um, with John Favreau's character is so much fun to me, and the meltdown that John Favreau has <laughs> is every once in a while. When and I got uh, Dave hooked to this movie as well. Um, every once in a while, when something kind of goes wrong, I just either him or I will like kind of yell out loud, "It was molten. The cake was effing molten." Like yeah. he just has this this breakdown but what i love there are so many things about what i love so his the kid who plays his son is so great in this movie yes. and i love that he is just he's trying to be this chef which is a really hard job to have if you didn't know chefs 
like don't really have lives. Like mm -hmm. if you're a chef or a manager of a restaurant, that's pretty much it for you. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. um, and his son just really wants to be a part of his life. And because he's a chef, he really doesn't know a whole lot about the outside world. And when this movie was filmed, like social media had been around for a little bit, but unless you were like really plugged in, you could totally not know what Twitter is, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really still funny. don't use Twitter. A yeah, lot of we know. Don't we know, know Tracy. Um, <laughs> but I love it when his son, him and his son are kind of having this bonding moment. And his son is explaining to him what Twitter is. And he's setting up his dad's account and kind of explaining it. And his dad looks at him like we all look at our kids when we realize they're smarter than me. This is like, look at them. Yeah. Explain to me how something important works. And I just love that look that he gives to his son because like, you know, most of us have given a kid a look like that at some point, whether it's your kid or a niece or a nephew or somebody you've been mentoring when they're, you realize that now they're smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> they they yeah. know something. And so it was just kind of this cool moment and he doesn't absorb any of it. He doesn't right. remember anything of what his kid tells him about Twitter and he just F's it up. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I love that to that conversation where he, you know, he's like, what do you want your username to be? He's like, um, Carl. And he's like, no, dad, you can't. You can't be Carl. It's got to be at something. All right. Carl Casper. Nope. It's taken. Somebody's taken my name. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't no, know how this works. When you reply, you reply to everyone. Everyone has no, seen what you said. No, I just. I, I replied, replied and it was private message. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was you not. You just flipped that guy off into the whole Twitter verse. Um, but I thought that was great. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to talk real quick about Oliver Platt. Go back to that a little bit, because yeah. I do think he's great in this movie. He doesn't have a ton of lines, no. but what makes him such a great actor and why I enjoy a lot of his work is his facial expressions. Just kill me as he's, he doesn't need to say anything right. When he comes <laughs> into the restaurant and they're bringing him the exact same menu as he just <laughs> trashed the time before. And the looks that he's giving as they bring out the egg, like, are you serious? Like what are, Okay, someone's someone's having a, a go at me. Like you could tell just from his facial expressions, and I think he's so great uh, in that way. So I really appreciated his performance as well. And I love at the end where they get together, and he starts talking to him, and he's like, "I thought you were doing that just to like get publicity for the restaurant. I thought it was all this fun. I was playing along." Yeah, and he was like, "No, I had no idea what I was doing." Well, obviously, yeah, it was it was great. Well, and you have Dustin Hoffman. So Dustin Hoffman mm -hmm. plays the owner of the restaurant, and he has a very small role as well. And he's so frustrating because when, you know, he ha he basically makes it so that Carl cannot do a new menu when they know that this critic is coming in. So he's like, okay, so he does the regular old menu, and then the critic is like, that's boring this you've been doing the same menu for 10 years i thought you were fun but you're not fun you're a fun right. sucker of food and so then <laughs> then on twitter he's like well i'm gonna make a whole new menu for you and the restaurant gets filled up so anyone in their right mind would be like okay you tweeted that you're going to do a new menu. This guy hated what you gave him yesterday. So obviously, logically, you should make something different. Dennis Hoffman comes in and he's like, you're doing the same menu, right? Why would anybody think that that's okay? It's so frustrating every time he argues with him 
on the fact that he needs to do his own menu. And all of a sudden the kitchen is his after this agreement, like that to me, I was kind of like, okay, like I know I realize this has to happen for this movie to push forward, but mm -hmm. I just want to smack Dennis Hoffman in the face. And I've never <laughs> yeah. really wanted to do that. I wanted to take that menu and smack him with it. Yeah, And, and I love it in their initial conversation too, because he compares the, the critic coming in, to going to a concert for like the Rolling Stones and like, how would you like to go to a Rolling Stones concert and they don't play satisfaction. And I just want to point out that he has it all wrong when it comes to food and the menu and the <laughs> chef should have done what he wants, but yeah. all right on a concert because yeah. I hate when you go to see a band and they make you sit through all this new stuff that you don't care about at all. And they don't right. play their hits. Like yeah. that's the worst. So well, I, that's why you, first you that both. was really logical yeah. at the first time when he's like, okay, I get what you're saying. I know I had this, all this planned, but that was logical. The second time when he comes back and he's yeah. like, the, this is filled with a whole bunch of people. Right. But I just told the whole world that I'm doing something new. They're all coming here for me to do something and, new. And oh, been I, I could see that from a business owner standpoint going, I've got a full restaurant. This is a tried and true menu. Most people like it. This critic didn't. Then, so at least just, then at least give the critic the different food. Because he, he just said it was crap. Yeah, he and just I, publicly said the food at this restaurant is crap. And I think that there are different levels of restaurants, right? Like if I go to Cheesecake Factory, I'm expecting that menu, as large as it is, to be basically the same every time I go in there. I, right. I want – there are certain restaurants that you go to and you want it to be that comfort. Like I know what I'm going to get. I've gotten it every time I come in here. But a restaurant like what he was running and trying to run where you've got a premier chef, yeah, you should be able to change that up all the time. Yeah. And And I think that the foodie culture – has evolved over time and especially as social media has become what it is. And, you know, maybe in 2014, it's still evolving at that point. But I think at this point in time right now, like mm -hmm. people expect that, like the foodie culture yeah. is, yeah, I'm going to go yeah. and I want to experience something new. Yeah. Um, and, and Dustin Hoffman is like just stifling his creativity. And obviously, like you said, Val, he needed that to move forward and to, and to get into the food truck situation. Yeah. So, so and that leads me to like my next favorite part in the film is so he obviously Dennis Hoffman says, all right, you either cook hey, you this keep menu. Calling him, you keep calling him Dennis Val. It's Dustin Hoffman. Dustin, I don't know why. <laughs> he's acting like a Dennis and I want to okay. punch him in the face. <laughs> I am so sorry, Dustin Hoffman fans. You can send hate mail to me this time. <laughs> Um, I am a Dustin Hoffman fan. I don't know why his name is now Dennis because I usually love him. And in this movie, I hate him. So well, that's um, why you're deflecting. I've, I've deflected. It's going to be someone it's be I his hate twin, named Dennis. Dennis. I don't know yeah. like, who this Dennis person is that I don't twin. care for, but um, the evil twin Dennis. Yes. So Dustin Hoffman's character says you either cook this food or you leave. So he leaves and he thinks that his whole kitchen is going to go with him. But these, if you know of anyone else that works in the kitchen, they're usually working their way up. They don't make a lot of right. money. They work really long hours. And he understood that. Like at the time he was like, okay, nobody's following me. And then of course, John Leguizamo, who's his best friend tried to, and he's like, no, just stay. I'm going. And then he went home and he cooked the food he was going to cook, but he did not do what he should have done. And that was take pictures of every single bit of that. If I was his social media manager, well, I would have taken pictures of all of that food. I would have tweeted it and said, this is what I would have cooked tonight. If my stupid 
butthead boss would have let me stay there and cook and I would have because that looked delicious. I wanted to eat all of that food. All of that, yes. But he doesn't. I, I thought I thought he was going to load up the car and take it back to the restaurant. Right? To yeah. Right? Like he yeah. just cooked it for no one. And I'm thinking, well, who's he, who's going to eat all this food? Because it's, <laughs> what's he going to do yeah. with it? Like, but. It, and I yeah. think that's just there to highlight like how much he doesn't know at that point to use social yeah. media and how to use no social idea. media. Because mm-hmm. I agree. I, I thought the same thing. Like, so what is the point of him making this food? I guess just to get it out of his system or what? Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, if he would have known, if it would have been like a year later, he obviously would have photo photographed mm-hmm. all that food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes back to the restaurant and he has a nervous breakdown <laughs> and everyone else in the restaurant records everything that he's doing um, Brilliant scene. and it was such a great scene i don't know if that was like they just kind of gave him okay you're gonna have this conflict now um or if they totally scripted out that scene or he just kind of went with it but i i just love it when he picks up the molten cake on the plate and it is well, then the best thing is, is he goes back and he grabs the molten cake off another table and brings it back and repeats it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. underdone. <laughs> yeah. You, you take the, the chocolate, you freeze it, you put it in the middle. Yeah. Oh, it, that scene was great. It, it is, it's a brilliant scene. Um, and, and I love it because as you're watching it, you know that what he's doing he's upset at this critic, not because of what the critic said. I mean, partially because of what the critic said, he's but mad at himself. He, right. Yeah. He realizes the yeah. critic was right. A hundred percent spot on. And he yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. happy in what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't realize that yet at this point in the film. And so he's yeah. still mad about the molten lava cake. <laughs> and then of course it just goes viral. He doesn't understand what viral even means. And he shows up. Um, and goes and talks to Sofia Vergara. I don't even really know what she does in the movie, but she's famous. She does things. She, she's um, rich and she's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, she's rich. She's beautiful. <laughs> she has a publicist. So like what she does in real life. Yeah. Then. So she yeah. really just is her in real life. Um, and her publicist is that lady that you always love, but you never know her name. She's from Elf. Like she plays yeah. the receptionist in Elf. Um yeah. And she's just like, okay, so we can work with this. You can, you know, we can suck money out of your nervous breakdown and get you we're on gonna, hell's kitchen and like, all like he's like what it's like what it's like, like he's like i don't think you understand i'm a real chef and i want to be able to cook like that's what i want i could i could see a publicist saying that though it's like no either you yeah lie low and bury this thing and stay hidden for a while and come back or accept this and run with it and make some money off of it if you can yeah and then they go to florida they go to Miami and this is so funny because that's where Robert Downey Jr. lives, her ex-husband. That's where her dad lives. They go to this club. They have like all this cool stuff and he goes to Robert Downey Jr.'s office and <laughs> this booty thing. I don't know who thought of this. Like it's such, it's not relevant at all to the movie, but he shows up to this office and the floor is so slippery and the red lesh, the receptionist is like booties. And he's like, what? So he puts booties on his shoes and he's just sliding like everywhere all over the office. And I'm like, did this happen to someone? Did someone go to some office to have a meeting somewhere? And you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is so peculiar of a thing Mm -hmm. to add into a movie. It's, 
I just figured that's how Robert Downey Jr.'s office really is. He just right? has like he makes you wear booties on his hard tile floor. <laughs> it's fine. And then he makes you pick out the type of carpet because everybody keeps slipping. So he's and got to replace the carpet. All of that carpet tile was carpet. ugly. That was the ugliest carpet <laughs> I've was ever really seen. Bad carpet. That was like the carpet that you see in an old roller skating rink. Mm-hmm. That's oh, not. Yes. That's not a yes. carpet that you see in a like high end you know, office space. It was disgusting yeah. carpet. <laughs> well, and I, I love the interaction between him and I think his name's Marvin, the character's name in the, in the film. And he like, yeah, he starts out by asking him to pick out the carpet. He's like, let's make this easy. Let's start with something easy. Pick out the carpet. He's like, what carpet are you talking about? Yeah. Cause people keep slipping. It's like, well, you could just have him not wear booties. No, I, I, I can't do that. But they don't give an explanation as to why he can't do that. It's just, no, nope, that's can't. not an option. No. And even he's got booties on his shoes. Like when he puts his feet up on the desk, he's got his booties on. It's like, no, the I most can't. bizarre thing. I would rather put this really ugly carpet up. Also, I might be having an affair with my receptionist. She's pregnant. I'm snipped. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And he's just like, what is going on he's like, Well, Yeah, he's like, well, the first issue with the carpet, I guess go with the brown one. And the second issue, that's just kind of personal. And I don't really <laughs> know what to tell you. <laughs> and then he maybe he's had a relationship with his ex-wife. Yeah, with their ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, with their with their combined ex-wife. Wait, ex-wife's ex-husband. Yeah, that was yeah, all. Yeah, again, like triangle, love triangle situation. But the whole idea is that he went there to get this food truck that he ha- some for some reason has this food truck. Yeah. He just has things. He's just kind of yeah, like yeah. Iron Man. He just has mm-hmm. things and he's people working for him, doing things. And, and he's kept this rusty, dirty food truck in his parking lot for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes there, he gets the food truck, he has his son with him. And that leads me to another like, you know, kid adult situation that I just really love because they have to do this thing together and he's not used to kind of explaining how to do things, you know, because he's kind of been in his own work. He's used to working with sous chefs and a whole line of people that he can just like give, you know, uh, yell at basically. And before they start working on the truck though, I just want to, because you mentioned this, Tracy, when 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 Marvin mentions that he may have had relations with their combined ex-wife, I love that in the middle of like getting this food truck and getting it up and going, the first thing he talks to her about is, so did you have <laughs> relations with him after? And she was like, she's well, like, that's a, really of course it. Well, she's and like, it's whole, my ex-husband. <laughs> then, yeah, that's right. Well, no, but I mean, after we were divorced, and it's this whole long, awkward conversation to get to her saying, no, we didn't actually go through with it. But it's just so funny. Because as a guy, you're like, yeah, that's probably the first thing that you would ask. Like, yep. forget the oh, truck, yeah. forget everything else. Yeah. Hey, that doesn't wait. matter. I need Especially to Especially because they're both still in love with each other, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's... Yeah. And, um, and there's the, you know, the father-son moment, which is really good. But my favorite, favorite moment in the movie is when John Leguizamo shows up. He calls John Leguizamo. He says... I got me a food truck. And he's like, you got a taco truck. And he's telling everybody (laughs) in this high end restaurant, you got a taco truck. And, and the minute he knew that that's what he was doing as his best friend, he quit his job. He got on a plane and he freaking showed up for his best friend. Like who has friends like that? Like, I hope everyone has at least one friend that would just drop everything in their life and show up for you. Like that to me. um, And that's Dave noticed. And that's his favorite part of the movie too, is just like, 
He's like, look, you said that this is what you were doing. And he's like, so there was no question in my mind. This is what I'm doing. What are we doing? And he helps him clean out the truck. He takes, of course, he's got some relative in, you know, Miami um, yeah. that can soup this <laughs> truck out, up for him, you know, and uh, pimps his ride and shows up the next day with like the best, coolest looking food truck ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and and it's so crucial that he shows up too because he becomes kind of a bridge for that relationship between the mm-hmm. father and son. Like he's kind of that. Sometimes when you're in that awkward, you need that third person to kind of yeah the glue to bring the relationship together. And I think his character uh, does that for for the father and son relationship. And I I like that a lot. But yeah, like and not just getting on a plane and going to Miami, but right after he gets a promotion to sous chef, he's like, yeah, forget it. I told you whatever gig you got next, I'd be right there. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. Food trucks don't need sous chefs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, you're hired. It pays nothing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that scene where they're cleaning out the truck with the kid because the kid just wants to spend time with his dad and he's, and they're bonding and then his dad becomes his boss and he's like yeah. clean out that, that fridge and the kid's like, Nope, that stinks. And there's something in there and I don't want to do it. So he just throws the whole pan away. And and then John Favreau's character is like, no, go get it, go clean it. And the kid's like, no, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not working for you. And it was just such a nice dynamic. And then later um, when he gets burned, you know, he burns his finger and, and John Favreau's like, are you okay? Do you want to step out? And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, and it's yeah. just, just little moments. And that kid was really, really effective. Well, and when yeah. he accidentally burns the sandwich and they give it to the guys who were helping them and it's free, like they're not charging him. And he's like, you're going to serve this. And he's like, we need a moment. And, you know, he's like, I, I, I know what you're going to, you know, you need a moment. And he takes him out and he's like, you don't ever give anyone, you know, not your best. It doesn't matter if it's free, if they're paying, like you should always be giving your best is basically what I got out of it. It should be Life like, lesson. yeah, the, the, the best food, but also just like, it doesn't matter, you know, if, you know, like for me, if I'm on the air in the morning and I'm getting paid for it, or if I'm working a charity, like I am this afternoon, it doesn't matter if I'm there for free or if I'm getting paid, like you give a hundred percent um, of what you do. And I know a lot of performers say that too. It doesn't matter if there's one person in the audience or there's 10,000 people in the audience you you play your show you do your Mm -hmm. the best show that you're going to do and i just thought that was such a good life lesson um for him and i think he wanted it like this kid really wanted life lessons from his dad he just wanted his dad well and and that scene really um resonated with me because as you guys know we'll often go out um we haven't because of covid but we'll go out and do homeless outreaches in salt lake city and we'll often we used to make burritos now we're making grilled cheese and when we get new volunteers, sometimes, you know, the, the the sandwich gets burned or the burrito doesn't get rolled properly. And they're like, well, it's just for a homeless person, so it's okay. And it's like, no, if you wouldn't eat it, it's not going to them, you know. Yeah. And that, I was like, that's a great life lesson for that kid to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it was also a great moment, too, for him, um, for the kid to start understanding that this wasn't just something his dad did or fell into. It was his passion and his love. Like, I love the moment when he says to him, do you like doing this? And the kid says, yeah, I like doing this. He says, well, I love it. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and that's where the kid starts to connect and, and understand it. And then, I mean, obviously the, for me, one of the the best 
parts of this movie is from then on when they're yeah. going on the cross country trip together. <laughs> and it's just, and it, and, it, and it all starts with the conversation where he's given him, where uh, John Leguizamo's character gives him the cerveza. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, is this a beer? Because like, is this a beer? No, it's like, cerveza. I would never give you a beer. It's a cerveza. <laughs> and he's like, like, you're part of the crew now. Your kitchen staff. <laughs> kitchen staff <laughs> isn't an age. Your your kitchen staff. And then he takes the sip. <laughs> he's like, it's awful, right? Yeah. Remember, Remember that next that. time your friends offer you a beer. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When they're on the road and he's shooting all those little videos and stuff, and then they get, they get to the beach and that cop is yes. so annoying. He's like, you've got to move. Wait, are you this guy? Can I get a picture here? Can I get a picture here? Can we do this? Can you get a picture of me holding the sandwich? Can we, Can we get a picture? Trap it. That was yeah. my favorite. Can we do a <laughs> lady on the tramp? Yeah, come on. Just, you know, you can do it. <laughs> but and, I was I, I gotta say, I, I have been to New Orleans and it was so awesome in that scene because I'm like, I've been to Cafe Du Monde. I know what those beignets taste like. Uh, and yes, those beignets there are different than anywhere. I can't else. wait They're to go. I'm, it's on my list, man. Like it, I can't it, wait. All they do, all they do are make beignets and coffee and hot chocolate. That's it. And there's always a line. Like it'll be three o'clock in the morning, and there's a they're open twenty four hours. There's a line out the door at three o'clock in the morning. Wow! For donuts and coffee, and it is so, so good. And I'm just like, oh, you know. And well, so then as they're as they're walking through the streets, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been to the French Quarter. It was just, it was so much fun. Yeah, I loved that when he takes him to go get the beignets because that calls back to their conversation about going to New Orleans. And you know when they say they're going to go on this trip and stop in different cities, you're like, they're going to stop in New they're Orleans. Gonna, yeah, gotta and go. when it's he picks New Orleans over Disney World? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't mm -hmm. do that. <laughs> Not at 10 years old, no. <laughs> but that just proves he just wanted to experience this with his dad. Like, he was yeah, there. Right. He was in it. Well, and, right. and earlier in the film, when they have that conversation about Twitter, and he says, I like doing this. I like hanging out and doing stuff like this. He's like, we hang out and do stuff all the time. Well, no, not like watching something or do, but like yeah. just this, where we're talking and we're learning yeah. from each other. And that's, obviously, that's what he was yearning for. And, and he gets that in New Orleans when they're getting the beignets. And he's like, okay, well, don't we need to go get stuff for the truck? He's like, no, we're just getting beignets. So you just brought me over here just to get beignets? Yeah. And like. Mm -hmm. It was. It meant so much to the kid that his dad was like, "Here, we're in New Orleans. The first thing we're doing is going and getting you your first beignet from from Cafe That's Du Monde." That's what you have to do. That is a requirement yeah. now. When you go, no, oh, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to do this for years, so yeah. But then I love it when they come back to the truck and there's just a line of people and. John Link was almost character like doesn't know what to do. He's like, dude, you got to check this out. Look, there's all these people. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. Thanks for getting all these people here. And he's like, I didn't do it. I have no idea why they're here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, it's probably me because I've been tweeting where we're at and geotagging it. Like, He's like, geotag? What? <laughs> what is that? He's like, is, that a is that a Pokemon? What is that? You're, I don't know. You're the new chief of marketing. And it was just awesome. Well, I love the scene, too, when they um, are sampling the, the barbecue. And he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, it's it's not store-bought. You won't like it. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> this kid's like, we could have gotten this at the store. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't store-bought. You won't like it. And then they're like, 
just another little piece. And this is so funny because this is the food they're going to use to serve to people. But it's so good that they have to just like keep sampling it. Well, and that's, I, I love that because that shows the passion that, that he had for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was cooking the stuff at this point that he loves, that he thinks tastes good. Um, and before, you know, you think about these fancy hoity-toity restaurants and like they taste it not because they love it. They taste it because they want to make sure that the product is quality and it's what people are expecting from them. But when they're tasting it and sampling it that first time and again when they're with the, the barbecue guy in Texas. Yeah, like, I've been there. Oh, You've been yeah. to that restaurant in yeah. Texas? It's, I've never it's been almost to that always sold out. Yeah. Like you have to go early if you want to get anything because it's almost sold out every well, day. Well, and that's the real guy. Like, that's yeah. the real barbecue guy. Yeah. That's not an actor or it, it's like yeah, His these are all re- these are all relationships that um, John Favreau made because now he has the show that that goes with it, and it's the actual chef that taught him how to cook for yeah. the movie. Um, and they do all this stuff. It was just really neat. Like the yeah, this movie just in so many well, ways is so neat. And then we've got a really cool cameo too at, at that same scene. Um, you've got Gary Clark Jr., the Rock and mm-hmm. Roll Hall of Fame guitarist. Yeah. who's singing and playing his guitar there. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Gary Clark Jr. And Jake, here's a little tidbit that you'll enjoy. He played Crossroads at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction of Rush, where they had oh, Rush, cool. Foo Fighters, oh. um, a guy from the Eagles. They had Hart, um, Gary Clark Jr., Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, Run DMC. Um, that's a great version of Crossroads. Nice. Very cool. So it was just really cool. I'm like, that's Gary Clark Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I love that scene too, because he's sitting on top of the truck with his son as they're watching it. Uh, And it's, it's almost heartbreaking because he's telling his son, like, look, we're going to go back to LA and things are going to go back basically to how they were. Like, you've got to go back to school. I've, I'm going to be busy with the truck. Like we're not going to be able to hang out like this. And I'm just like, like, come on, don't go back to like not right now. And not I know, in this moment. I've seen enough movies and I've read enough stories that I know that you're not gonna build this whole story and development and everything else and then say, ah, never mind, it all goes back to normal. But still in that moment, I'm like, oh crap, he's just gonna go back and do the exact same thing that he did yeah. before. And then and they I show up crushed. in LA, and I have been to that food truck alley. So that's at a school and I've been there and mm-hmm. tried almost every truck that was there. And I would have died if I would have showed up and he was there, but he shows up and then you get the food critic again. And he yes. comes, he has somebody else. <laughs> he has somebody else get a sandwich for him. And he, he shows up to the truck and now everybody's working in the truck. His ex-wife's working in the truck. Son's there. He's there. And she's like, what do you want? Like, there's nothing here for you. Like in her, you know, yeah. and <laughs> And so he takes him off to the side and he's like, this, this is why I liked you. This is why you were one of my front runners. This is why, you know, you were one of my favorites. And he, you know, offers like, do you want to have a restaurant together? <laughs> like, You know, yeah. which, you like, know, so I'm cool. basically going to fund it, but you get to run it and do whatever you want. You can decorate it. You can name it all of that. Like it was really yeah, it was great to see that moment, that re- redemption where he's like, yeah, this is why I backed you in the beginning. This is why I thought you were great <laughs> all those years ago. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. 
and the food must have been great. It looked delicious. Oh the yeah, sandwiches like, every time they made them. I still want one of those. Sa- yeah, I just want one of those sandwiches, and I know I could go into my kitchen. I've got like the thing, the sandwich making thing. It would it's be super same, easy, though. but like I'm just lazy, and I just want him to make it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like sometimes, and that's the thing I love too. Is he's like this uber fancy chef. Like he's making Korean barbecue. on the tasting menu and he's doing you know filet and he's doing all these things and when he gets to the food truck it's a cubano sandwich which is pork ham cheese and pickles and mustard and that's it and -hmm. it reminded me of when i went to paris and i would just get um like a capicola salami cheese sandwich on the french baguette and it was like the best sandwich i've ever had yeah. And yeah. it was that kind of thing. It's that simple. There's nowhere for those flavors to hide. It's got to all work together. There's yeah. nothing simple about his grilled cheese. I did make oh. a grilled cheese like that. And that's how I make grilled cheeses now with like all the different cheeses. And like I do the thing. Oh my gosh. If you've never had a grilled cheese with like, just go to Harmon's or Smith's or wherever you get your fancy cheeses and be like, what's good today? And have them give you a couple different cheeses. Take it home, make a grilled cheese with it. You will never... If you have the little, and I'm sorry, I'm going to shame some of cheese, shame some of you guys right now. <laughs> if you are unwrapping your cheese from plastic, <laughs> a single slice, and that's what you're using on your grilled cheese, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not seven, stop doing that. You know, it's it's interesting um, because I. I love what what you guys are talking about. Like there's a certain simplicity to the sandwich that he makes, yeah. but he does it just the right way. Uh-huh. And and on the food cart it or food truck, it looks amazing. It looks tasty. And and it's just out of a food truck. But like simple doesn't mean that it's not good if it's done right. 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 Um like when when our, we were on our recent trip, we ate at a fancy burger place. And it yeah. was fine. The burger yeah. was fine. But then later we wanted a quick lunch. So we stopped by Shake Shack and ah, got a burger from there. Mm. And the burger was so different, right? It was from a fast food place. It was, I just got a simple like cheeseburger with the sauce on it. And it was amazing compared to the other burger. Half the price, at least, <laughs> maybe a quarter of the price. But it was amazing <laughs> because it was done right by people who know what they're doing. And that's the thing is it it can be simple. Yeah. And and still be delicious and amazing. I think we overcomplicate things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Back back when I was working at the office at KUTV, um, every Thursday would have food truck Thursday, and they'd fill up Galvin Plaza. Yeah, we would be with there food too. Trucks and <laughs> some that's some of the best food I've ever had. Like I yeah. got a I got there was a, Cub, a Cuban food truck that showed up one day, and I got a Cubano. And normally I don't like pickles or mis- mustard, but I'm like you know what I'm gonna try it how they would build it. And I, that's the first time that I enjoyed pickles and mustard on a sandwich. Cause I'm like, okay, it cuts through the richness. This makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, the, the simple food truck, I mean, yeah, there's some food trucks where it's just okay, but there's mm-hmm. some food trucks that are putting out some amazing food. So I want to yeah. do a shout out to Ty because Ty Russell, who yes. is who is my um, cohort over on Multiplane Podcast, he is like the perfect example of this. He has a food truck, and I'm trying to remember what the name is. I'm sorry, Ty. It's a New Zealand food truck, and anytime that Dave and I can drive out to to eat from there, it's amazing because he usually only has like 
two or three things that he's making. It's very special tea and it is freaking delicious. Like it, mm -hmm. it, I love, I think food trucks is such a good idea because it, you can't have like this big, huge restaurant. Most food trucks that are successful, they pick, you know, you three things that they do mm -hmm. really, really well that they specialize in at that moment for that day. And it is amazing. Um, and I got to say that meat pie is so delicious. They have a Hawaiian burger that I have not tried yet that I regret not eating to this day. I should have ordered both the meat pie and the Hawaiian burger, but I was trying not to be <laughs> a pig, but now I regret it. So now I've got to go back, but yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to, I've, I've got to check out Ty's food truck. I've seen him advertise it. I need to go down yeah. there. It's so good. It's, it's always hard because it's in Utah County, which is the yeah. county that I hate going to more yeah. than any other I county in like, the country. He, he the lets worst. me know where the, when he's a little bit closer. So I always go when he's a little bit closer. <laughs> like um, Lehigh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the northern edges of Utah County. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what people have been able to do with food trucks and what it has become uh, mm -hmm. is just crazy. Um, because really it, it, you would have thought, you know, 10 years ago, a food truck, it's going to be really bad food. It's going to be really yeah. cheap How food. How do they keep things clean? Uh, They're yeah, like right. the cleanest most of the time because they have Absolutely. lots of regulations that mm -hmm. regular restaurants don't have. And their food turns over quicker because they don't have anywhere to store it. Like they have to make it and sell it. They can't just keep it there. So, right. But right. yeah, like you're right there. Like Jake, it's kind of, and I think in the movie, it's kind of like that too. Like, well, I can't go get a taco truck. I'm a real chef. Like I cook yeah. real food, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. like there's, and they used to have like, wasn't there a show that was like food truck face off or something the, the like that? The great food truck the, race. Yeah. The yes. great food truck race. Mm -hmm. And there really is like, you have to be super talented to be able to turn food, food over in the amount of time that people expect on a food truck. They're not going to sit there and wait. They want you no. to like get the food out. Plus it has to taste good at the same time. And so I feel like that's a talent that not, not every chef can have no matter how good, great you are at cooking. Well, yeah. and, and what I, and what I loved in this movie that we saw um, that was similar to, to that show, because when they would do the show, they would always have a challenge based on where they were, where they had to take a mm -hmm. local ingredient and incorporate yeah. it into their food truck. And I loved seeing them do that in this movie as well. When they would get to Texas, they got the brisket barbecue and added it as Which a slider. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, as they, they added beignets when they were in new Orleans. And so they would find something that would draw in the local crowd. And, and I love that idea of like, yeah. hey, let's look at what's available and what's here and make something great with what's here. And I loved it when he's walking through the, the market with his son and he's explaining that. He's like, look, I look and I let the food that's here inspire me to make stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's some yucca stuff. I'm going to grab that. That's fresh. Here's some plantains that are fresh. Like, we're going to base our menu on what's here and what's available and what's fresh. And I love that. I do so, love at the beginning of the movie when he's walking through the market with them at first. He's like, no, because you're just going to ask me for everything. And we all know that. Like, we've taken a kid <laughs> yes. somewhere and they're, you know, if you take them to this place, they're going to be like, can I have that? Can I have that? And then he's like, hey, have you ever tried... Um, this kind of sausage and andouille sausage and he's like no and he's like yeah it's really good it's spicy well I don't like spicy well it's not spicy you're gonna love it like, <laughs> <laughs> like <it's fine. laughs> and then I think one of my favorite lines in the movie is when the kid asks for kettle corn 
Do you know what kettle corn is? It's carbs covered in sugar. No, have a piece of fruit. Have this apple. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't want a fruit. And then they both end up eating a bag full of kettle corn. Yeah. And that <laughs> is that is parenting. That whole scene is parenting in a nutshell. Like, you tell the kid, look, I'll take you to the store, but you just can't ask for everything. And then you take them to the store and they ask for every single thing they see. Like, they have forgotten the whole conversation ever happened. You tell them, no, I'm not going to get you that. And then it ends up in the cart and you're buying it anyway. It happens to me every time. Like, I watch that. I'm like, I, I feel that, like, right here. Like, I know exactly what he's going through. Six kids. Oh, yeah. That's why you can only take a few at this. At, uh, yeah, we don't time, take all right? six. You don't take all six no. to the store, right? No. We don't. <laughs> We don't take all six to a lot of places. We usually take one or two at a time at the most. So I, I don't know if you guys have ever been um, the the Grand Californian Hotel on yeah. the Disneyland property. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the Napa Rose? I have uh-huh. not been to yeah. the Napa Rose. I, it's yeah, it's one of my favorites. The Napa Rose. What they do is they have like two or three things that are always on the menu, mm-hmm. but otherwise. It changes weekly because that's exactly how that chef works is he goes to the markets, what's in season, what's fresh, what's inspiring me. And so the menu changes over every single week. And then what's really fun is if you call in advance, you can get reservations at the chef's table and you get to sit. I've never done that. Oh, oh, you've got to do it. You sit right up front and they're making the food in front of you and they're discussing. And one of the options that you can do is you can do chef's choice. And the chef will come over and ask you what you like, what you don't like. And then they'll create a menu for you specifically for you based on what they think that you'll enjoy. I want to do that. Oh my goodness. That is some of the best food I've ever had. And I think a lot of it is because it's, it's different every single time you go. Yeah. See, I'm nervous to do something like that because I'm nervous. They'd be interviewing me about what I like and what I don't like and be like, your palate is just not refined enough. Like Dude, just, if they, just leave. If they'll do it for me. They'll do it for you. I'm like, I don't like, food. <laughs> I don't like seafood. I'm not big into a ton of spice. Uh- <laughs> no, I love that. And I love, so this movie to me, it, I think it reminds us all that we can get stuck. That yeah. we can get stuck in a place where we're just comfortable, but we're not challenged. And I think that's whether it's your relationship, your job, your, you know, that father, son or parent relationship, a friend relationship, like you can just get stuck. And sometimes we just need something to push us out of being comfortable to remind us that we need to do that every once in a while. Because I think if you're too comfortable, then you're not actually being who you should be. You're not Mm -hmm. growing and we should constantly be growing and changing. And, um, but I love it so much. And so like with food, I think it's the same thing. A lot of us just get really comfortable with what we eat and we don't try things. And so my thing was a couple of years ago is that I am going to try like all these different new things. And there's this restaurant here. Um, and it's kind of my favorite Italian restaurant, but every time I go in, I ask what is the chef special of the night? And I don't even ask him what it is. I'm like, I'm going to have whatever his special Mm. is now. Like I've Mm. tried, like the first couple of times I went there, I looked at the menu and I like tried what I thought I'd like. And then now, like when I go in, I don't even look at the menu and I'm like, whatever the special is, I'll take it like without even knowing what it is. Um, And I know that that can be scary sometimes in life to do that, but it's so much fun to discover that you might like something that you had no idea about. 
Yeah. 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 I, I grew up in a, in a home that was very uh, American comfort food based. And my mom was a good cook, but my mom, my mom's version of um, medium well was like charcoal. Like my oh, mom no. food until <laughs> it was done. And so when we go out to like a restaurant and she'd order like a burger, would say to the, to the waitress would be like, okay, take what you think is well done and then leave it on the grill for like five more minutes. And that would be okay. And for that mom. just killed the chef. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. <laughs> um, so, so as an adult, I've had to explore more um, with my culinary tastes and I, I love Indian food and I love Thai food and, there's a lot of stuff that I never thought that I would have gotten into and enjoyed because I do that. Well, I, I like to go out and try it. Yeah. There's something about um, getting something that you know, and that you enjoy and it's that comfort food. Yeah. Um, but there's something really fun about going to a restaurant and trying something completely different and being blown away by it. Yeah. yeah. And that's not always going to be a winner, but that's, that's like life, you know, like, right. Right. But yeah. I, but now you know what you don't like which I think is super important is as much as knowing what you like is. Cause I know you can ask a lot of people, like if I were to sit down at that chef table and he's like, what do you like? I'd be like food. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, it, it would, you know, it's kind of daunting for you to say, what do you like? But I think a lot of us know what we don't like. Um, right. and I think that's super important. Um, yeah, this, yeah. this movie. And of course there's a happy ending, you know, they end up um, getting, re they end up with a new restaurant and they end up getting married again, um, which is really great. And it's just ha this happily ever after, which I'm totally okay with. Like, I know there yeah. are some movies that I'm like, you know, I don't love that there's a happily ever after for some movies, but this one, like, it's just great. I, this movie is an AAA for me. I'm just throwing it out there. I know we're not there yet, but mm -hmm. I watch this movie <laughs> we probably going to be there in a second. So yeah. I watch this movie once a month when I'm having a hard time in my life. And especially during like the pandemic, when we were home, I was struggling mentally because we can't go do anything. We can't see anything. A lot of changes going on. This movie is just so much fun. And I love introducing this movie to other people when I introduced it to Dave and he's like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen this movie before. I love this movie. And then, you know, you tell other people about it and then they thank you, you know, for telling them about this movie. This is one of those movies. Like, yes, there's some swears mm -hmm. in it. Yes. There's some, a little bit of adult content, not a ton. Um, but mainly it's about relationships and about knowing yourself and about, you know, pushing yourself to be better. I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, it does have the language is what gets it. It's our rating. I mean, really yeah. other outside of the language, there isn't really anything overly offensive in the mm -hmm. film. Um, but the language is what you would probably hear in a kitchen if you were working in a kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and there's and, not a ton of it. It's not overbearing. I forget that it's there uh, in the beginning. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But then it kind of saunters off because the kid is there most of the time. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. It, it It's interesting to me. Uh, just because we're talking about it, but um, in the beginning when he's really mired down and he's really in the rut is when you hear a lot more of the language and particularly the, the F word is in there quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And then as he starts getting more and more into his passion, that kind of lightens up quite yeah. a mm -hmm. bit. And so yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's artistically, I think purposely done that way. Yeah. And it's, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, what about you, Tracy? What grade would you give this movie? 
Um, well, this is a movie that had slipped under my radar. It's one that it's been on my list. It's one that I have meant to see, but I just never kind of got around to it. So Val, you suggesting it has introduced it to me. Yay! And I would give this an A. I think the dialogue Yay! in this film, the 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 witty banter that they have, and the rapid fire dialogue that goes yes. back and forth between so many of the characters, that is so hard to do to get people going back and forth without stepping on each other's lines. Um, it's really well paced. It it it's one of those films where I don't feel like there's a lot that be could you could cut out. Um, mm -hmm. There's a ton of heart in it. Um, it made me want to like eat all the foods, which is, which is <laughs> not good for me. Um, but um, yeah, solid A for me. I really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah. I, I think I'm in that A category as well. I, I think this is probably John Favreau's finest hour. I mean, really mm -hmm. as a writer, director, actor, I don't know that I've seen him as an actor better in anything else. He's yeah. not the lead in mm -hmm. most of what he does. Yeah. And he is the lead in this and he carries the movie and he does a great job. Like, I mean, he is just phenomenal in this film. Um, the cast is super solid um, and you get a great performance out of everybody who's in it, whether it's a small performance by, mm -hmm. you know, an Oliver Platt or Robert Downey Jr. Or, or Dennis, Dennis Hoffman. Or, or, <laughs> um, or <laughs> or a very different performance from like a Sophia uh, Varga who, you know, we've really only know from um, modern family, yeah. you know, that's kind of her big role and she's very different in this. Um, it's very good. And it shows what he does the best. And that's getting these kind of performances from the mm -hmm. actors that he works with and the stories that he tells the, to me, chef is, Carl Casper in the beginning of his career when he's being creative and innovative and wonderful and great. And people are just letting him do what he wants compared to like Lion King, which is him in that rut uh, in the restaurant where he's kind of being <laughs> controlled and told what he needs to do. Like this is really him at his best. John Favreau is amazing uh, in every way in this film. Bring in the fire. <laughs> but tell me if I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You're uh, not wrong. He, he also he also did. Um, I just want to throw this out there. I wasn't a fan of the live action Lion King. I think we all know that because we all talked about it. Um, yeah. But I really did like that he did the Jungle Book. Um, yeah. And the Jungle yeah. Book to me was amazing. But I think you're right. Like you're right on. He people want to work with him because mm -hmm. he brings out the best. He has great writing, great directing. When you see the Mandalorian and you see all of this great talent that he mm -hmm. brought together like how who else could have done that maybe a handful yeah. of other people but would they have brought out the best he steps aside because even though he is the lead yes. in this movie it is the most relaxed lead you've ever seen in a movie because you really it's not like a tom cruise movie and i'm not putting down tom cruise he is a very specific actor and when he's a lead in the movie he is up here and everyone mm -hmm. else is kind of just behind him but i think mm -hmm. with this movie with john favreau he is the lead but it's th this ensemble cast all i feel like has their moments that stands right. out he does not stand ahead of them he stands with them and i think yep. that's very right. much what happens in a kitchen as well like you cannot yeah. be a kitchen of one you are yeah, a kitchen mm -hmm. of everyone working in the symbiotic, you know, space. And if one person messes up, the whole thing can be, you know, 
just fall apart. And so it's, there's so much that's great about this film and I'm so glad you guys liked it because it's, it's so much fun. It's so great. It is, it is such an uplifting fun movie and watching that last night after a long week, it was, it was exactly what I needed and it's going to be in regular rotation for me. Yay. And it is available right now on Netflix, um, mm-hmm. as well as the accompanying show where he is going and meeting with these chefs that, yeah. that uh, have inspired him. So it's it's really cool. Um, so check it out. Um, straight A's from us. So Yay. that is that's that the rare. first time. Is that we, the first time, or is that I don't know if it's rare? rare. It's rare. We've done it a couple times, but okay. it's rare that we give three A's across the board. Yeah. 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 So this is triple A rated for movies that make us. It's go. like a five-star Michelin chef restaurant. <laughs> Basically, the AAA rating from us and five-star Michelin, re- like that's the same level of prestige. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> right. So, this John is like Favreau, the, you're in rarefied air. So, welcome. This is the this is the ratatouille of live-action film. Oh, there films. you go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We, we are going to be back next week with another great film that has to do with, uh, you know, this kind of rebirth, uh, renewing idea. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to do that this month uh, throughout April. Uh, and we're just excited about it. So thank you for listening. Um, go make sure you check out all of our social media because we have updated our logo and we Yay! want to show it off. We have Woo-hoo! a flamingo on there now officially. Yes. So super exciting stuff. Um But yeah, we appreciate all of your feedback. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching. And uh, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.